Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio and other things. So let's get started, shall we? Well, hello, Leah. Hello. How are you this week? Good. We're going to speed run this week. Speed run. Because we are starting the podcast at the time that we normally finish the podcast. It is a late start. Yes. So, Chinese New Year happening, Lunar Mm -hmm. New Year for all of those Mm -hmm. celebrating that are not Chinese. Apologies. And uh, Pinewood Derby's this weekend. There's a lot going on, as there is every weekend. Well, thanks again for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. We like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. But this week, it might be. So we're going to really try here. And today's comment is, uh, not all EVs are created equal. Oof, you are loving your new car. And this is with regards to RFI. So obviously, uh, electric vehicles are not omnipresent. They're there, but like not everybody's using them. And nor do nor am I making this uh, minute to to instill the virtues of, of electric vehicles. I don't care if people don't want it. But what comes up often is a preconceived notion that electric vehicles just spew out RFI. And you can't operate radio and you, you can't make anything work. And uh, to be honest, that's just not true. So I, I am on the, the bookends of EVs. I literally have the... the Noisiest? One of the, one of the noisiest, but also one of the oldest EVs in mm-hmm. the Nissan Leaf, right? That is like the, the Wright Brothers' first plane of, yes. of EVs, basically. And then I've got now the, the uh, Ford, the Lightning. And I, I did a test for RFI. Lightning's very quiet on VHF, UHF. We haven't got to HF yet. And I would say that it's gonna it, blow your socks off on HF. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, I will say that it is quieter than that of the Nissan Leaf right out of the gate. Now, with that said, I have done bonding, which is you know connecting everything electronically together on the Nissan Leaf to bring that kind of ground potential all together in that vehicle. Who would like a grounded leaf? Yeah, if I, you're in the market. <laughs> oddly enough. What a what a ham like a fully outfitted EV it, that has about a 70 something mile range. Yeah. Um <laughs> Leigh and I were joking it's like should you, should we just like sell it to a ham since it's like all done just come buy it. Fully bonded get take the radios too. Just go. I'll, I'll sell it cheap. You can yeah. contact <laughs> if you're in the area and want to come check it out. But anyway, that's not the point of this. But yeah, just a reminder that uh, they're actually not that bad. There are uh, hybrids that sometimes are noisy, but that's a combination of the electric and the gasoline right. engines and motors all working together. So um, if that was the reason why you're not considering one, it's probably not that bad. And plus, you can just take a radio to the dealership and, uh, and give it a shot. So anyway. All right. I have a couple of announcements. This is something we're going to add to the top of the show just to remind people wow. of some of the things we do. Really speed running it. I know, by adding a second. <laughs> so the announcements to this week are join. Announcements, I know. announcements. What, keep announcements very short, very short, very short. They are boring. They are boring. When I was a scout, it was announcements, announcements, announcements. The only way to die. It was like really. Oh, it's. A hell of a way to die. A hell of a way to die. Yeah. <laughs> that was what we did. <laughs> yeah. That's the last verse of the announcement mm-hmm. song. Our announcement song is quite long. It's, yeah, it's sometimes really long. longer than the announcements. Right. Yeah. Well, this week's announcements are a reminder. The Hammer Radio Crash Course has weekly nets. They have two. Yes. 
The first is on Thursday every week. It starts at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And there is a website. It's simply hrcc.link. Literally, yes. the, it's .link. And that will take you to all of the information to how to get onto the net because we are on just about all the digital modes you'd like to be, except P25. And uh, it's it's a it's a fun, simple net to get in on. And then on Fridays, we also have an HF net that is coordinated on Discord. So if you join us on Discord and you go to the hashtag HF-net chat around 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, uh, you will find a whole group of people that are all trying to figure out what frequency they're going to use. And it, it does change. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And also, that net is fantastic if you're somebody who's nervous about getting on the air. Yeah. Because there are no nicer hams We're all than HRCC hams. We're all HRCC yeah. community hams. So... Uh, that is a wonderful way of, of getting started on Nets if you're interested. Last announcement, I am going to Hamcation. Hamcation is February 10th through oh, the 12th. That's an announcement for me. Yep. <laughs> February 10th through the 12th in Orlando, Florida. And a little inside. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You're, you're going to miss the blue and gold. Oh, okay. And I bought your ticket already. Well, that's it. Yeah, sorry. I bought my tickets already. Wow. And just as a heads up, if you're looking for a room, a lot of people are staying at the Rosen Hotel, and uh, that is very inexpensive. Hamcation actually has a group rate deal. It's like 75 bucks a night. If the if all of fantastic. these rooms aren't already sold out, I mean, that's kind of the thing about all of these ham no, conventions, right? I, I picked up my room really late, so they may still have rooms. Anyway, just a little info. All right. Leah, would you like to take a test? Not really, but we're going to do it. I'm on question 29 you of 35. Speed, you, you did a speed run last week. Let's do it again. How close to the upper edge of the phone segment should your displayed carrier frequency be when using 3 kilohertz wide USB? A, at least 3 kilohertz above the edge of the band. B, at least 3 kilohertz below the edge of the band. C, at least 1 kilohertz above the edge of the segment. D, at least 1 kilohertz below the edge of the segment. And I selected um, incorrectly. The answer uh -oh. is at least 3 kilohertz below the edge of the band. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to have any splatter or your signal trail out of band because... Technically, your so radio... So it's three and under. Three and That's, under, generally. But yeah. that can also uh, vary with the bandwidth size of your transmitted signal. So just keep in mind, you want to stay off the band edges. All right. The next question reads, why do most amateur stations use lower sideband on the 60-meter, 75-meter, and 40-meter bands? A, it is good amateur practice. B, lower sideband is more efficient than the upper sideband at these frequencies. C, because it's fully compatible with an AM detector. Or D, lower sideband is the only legal, mm -hmm. the only sideband legal on these frequency bands. And I selected A, it's a good amateur practice, and that is correct. That's right. Which of the following frequencies is available to a control operator holding a general class license? A, 28.350 megahertz. B, all of these choices are correct. C, 28.020 megahertz. D, 28.550 megahertz. I have no idea. I answered all of these choices are correct. They are. Hey! Uh, what is the peak-to-peak -peak voltage of a sine wave with an RMS voltage of 120 volts? A, 240 volts, B, 
339.4 volts, C, 169.7 volts, or D, 84.8 volts? Hmm. Uh, I selected wrong. The answer is B, 339.4 volts. I don't even want to know the answer okay. as to why. It's, well, I'm assuming... if you did and you were listening at home, mm-hmm. hamstudy.org, it gives you a little information tab if you wanted mm. to click on that. What segment of the 80-meter band is most commonly used for digital transmissions? Whew. A, <laughs> uh, 3735 to 3825 kilohertz. B, 3700 to 3750 kilohertz. C, 3500 to 3525 kilohertz. Or D, 3570 to 3600 kilohertz. I have no idea. I guessed, and that answer was correct. It's 3570 oh. <laughs> to 3600 kilohertz. Good for you. What is the total bandwidth on an FM phone transmission having 5 kilohertz deviation and 3 kilohertz modulating frequency? A, 3 kilohertz, B, 8 kilohertz, C, 16 kilohertz, or five, uh, D, 5 kilohertz? Mm. And I selected wrong. The answer is C, 16 kilohertz. Okay. What is reactant? <laughs> a, the opposition to the flow of direct current caused by resistance. B, a large spark produced by switching contacts when an inductor is de-energized. C, a property of ideal resistors in AC circuits. D, opposition to the flow of alternating current caused by capacitance or inductance. Uh, it is D, opposition to the flow of alternating yes. current caused by capacitance or inductance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was. Ooh, that's really popped up. I I am fully proficient in the volunteer monitoring program. And oh, that was the end. You just. I was end. wondering why you went to six questions. So, uh, well, what did what'd you get, Leah? I failed. Yeah. 15 out of 35. Is that one up from last time? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being a good sport. And if you would like to study, which is different from what Leia is doing. Yes. uh, You can go take a look at hamstudy.org. It's a free website where you can take practice tests. And those practice tests, when combined together, will give you metrics of the sub-elements that you were doing the worst at. So you can go back and practice more on the ones you're having issues with. Also, we like the books that are made by Gordon West as a part of the W5YI team. Those are available on Amazon, and we've posted links in the show notes. The books are really good because they give you a little bit of backstory to it. Also, support Gordon West, godfather of Ham Radio. That's right. Well, I mean, that's not true, but he's definitely probably one of the nicest guys in ham radio. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the Fast Track series that is on Audible. They are available for technician, general, or extra tests. And if you use our link in the description, you will get one book for free when you make an account. And that is your book, Faux Life, or as long as Amazon Audible exists, which uh, I'm assuming it's going to outlive us. I don't know. They apparently are doing away with Amazon Smile, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. We did pick up about five uh, five-star reviews. We wow. really appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you. Over on the uh, Apple Podcast there. But unfortunately, no written reviews 
which maybe that's apropos because we don't really have the time. So that's okay. We're going to move right along. (laughs) But hey, thank you all when you do take the time to give the reviews and uh, take your time to figure out how to work through Apple Podcasts. So we appreciate it. I I just want to get to five stars. We're like hovering at this like 4.8. The highest we've ever gotten is 4.9. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I care so much about the reviews. I mean, but I don't it feels know if it's like possible the to only get 5.0 thing anymore, but... quantitatively tracked in podcasts. <laughs> yeah, podcasts are weird. The metrics are odd, but hey, that's a topic for another show. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go. For I shall fear no man or beast. One foot after the other. For I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome to the Preparedness Corner. Leia, what do you have in store for us this week? Well, this week comes from r slash reddit from uh, anonbombs, user anonbombs. r slash reddit? r slash proper, sorry. Um, And... He talks about honey being an excellent prepping item. Well, in my, you know, search for chickens, mm-hmm. I also realized I probably want honey. And oh, oh, this so post, we're getting bees too. Yes. So this came at like kind of a, a, a perfect time for me. Yeah. Right. And I had, um, I'd reached out to Russ, who mm-hmm. is not only our purveyor of all things maple, he is uh, just beekeeper extraordinaire right, right. right all all things sweetener that's <laughs> if they start trying to grow agave up there i don't know what to do <laughs> or agave in vermont yeah. <laughs> so i was looking at this post thinking oh it's gonna hit all of these great things about honey mm-hmm. that i'm thinking in my head right and it's like honey will last forever if it's stored properly I mean, okay. Right? It, uh, It'll has, crystallize, but yes. Yeah, but still edible, even if crystallized. Yeah, you can heat it back up. Mm-hmm. And then it has a lot of nutritional benefits, packed with calories, so you could use it as a food source if you needed to. Uh, the, <laughs> a great gift, he says, and an excellent snack, which I don't think I've ever really just eaten a spoonful of honey. Is this Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Did Is Winnie the Pooh proper? secretly write this? Or but, what's what what's the uh, what's the chairman for China, one ping or something? Oh, they call him Pooh Bear. Yeah, Pooh Bear Mao. <laughs> <laughs> I. But what gets me is that he's missing so many of the reasons that you should have honey, especially right. local honey, right? Local raw honey, we're talking. Right. Yes. Because. Like local raw honey is supposed to be great for preventing allergy reactions to pollen, like seasonal allergies. Particularly, obviously, for local pollen. Right. At least that. Okay. Do you believe that 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 actually is true? Yeah. Is there scientific evidence to back that up? Who knows? Well, that's. But support local beekeepers is where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But in addition to that, you can make mead. In like yes. a survival situation. Yes. And it is one of the few sources of like sugar or sweetener that doesn't require any refining. Mm-hmm. Right. You just crush the honeycombs and the honey comes out. Okay. And it, 
in a post-apocalyptic situation, not that I'm, you know, I'm not a doomsday prepper, but in a scenario like that, if you needed to bake with something, you're not out there with sugar cane, right? Mm -hmm. Your honey is the answer. Okay. Right. But on top of that, it's great when you're sick. It's great for sore throats. Okay. Oh, and that's so, true. yeah, I mean, there are so many practical reasons to have bees as a prepper. Mm -hmm. But everything that I've read says that it requires like five feet all around, okay. <laughs> which, which means you've got to dedicate a good like hundred square feet. Well, yeah. And they need all the flowers, yeah. whatever in the area to yeah. actually pollinate. But I actually, or to, uh, the other major pollen. reason mm -hmm. that people should be keeping bees mm -hmm. is they pollinate for you. So if you're gardening, oh, right. the best thing you can have in your garden is actually bees. And I didn't mean acquire pollen. They acquire nectar, mm. which they turn into the honey. Sure. So fun fact, I pulled up Healthline mm. and uh, I wanted to know, it, does honey, you know, bee honey uh, actually cure allergies and the idea behind treating allergies is similar to that of a person getting an allergy shot but while allergy shots shots have been proven to be effective honey hasn't when a person eats local honey they are thought to be ingesting local pollen over time a person may become less sensitive to this pollen and the study referenced basically says it examined the effect of pasteurized honey on allergy symptoms compared to local honey so they did local both raw honey Sure. Okay. The results showed that neither group who ate honey experienced relief from seasonal allergies. Shut up. So there you go. I mean, it's it, it's such a <laughs> it's such a folksy old wives' tale that you yeah. want to believe it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh well, yeah, of course, the bees get the local stuff, and the local mm. stuff you can ingest it, and then boom, you're inoculating yourself. I mean, you want to believe that kind of stuff to be true, but I I get so uh, worried by the woo sometimes. Mm -hmm. I get woo worried. That I, I what about I have it being naturally it. antibacterial? I and believe in, that in a pinch, mm -hmm. you can use it in lacerations. I mean, okay, I don't know that I would want to put the very active ingredient that some nasties could <laughs> read on being sugar on a wound. I, that worries me. And before anybody comes at me, I know that children under one aren't supposed to ingest. Honey. Absolutely, thank not. you. Yes, absolutely not. They get the botulism. That's what they get, right? Is that what they get? I don't know. I think that's Just what it was. I, I am definitely someone who, through my pregnancies and everything related to, like, infant care, mm -hmm. was by the book. Mm -hmm. Like, did not eat sushi, did not eat cold cuts that were not fully Microwave the crap out of your cold cuts. <laughs> so, so one time. That one time you tried <laughs> yeah. that. And, then and you're I like, was like, this no. is not worth it. No. Yeah, exactly. Also, didn't eat any raw cheese. It was very sad for me. Oh, yeah. I yeah, that's right. There was a lot of things you gave up to have children. Yeah, including gluten. Yeah, for, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then uh, now that they're older, I'm definitely the parent that's like, you kind of got to learn by getting hurt a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm not going to stop them from, like, getting scrapes or if... you Wait, I'm the one preventing them from... The yeah, like, I think you prevent them from a lot more danger than I do because my philosophy is you're going to do that and get hurt once. 
and you're not going to do it again, which isn't always true. I understand. But same thing with jackets. I'm like, grab your jacket. But I'm if you if you go out without a jacket and it's very cold, you're going to learn real fast. And now the kids, by and large, will grab their jackets on their own. That has you know. I think for me, when they're doing something that's dangerous, it's like I can see the right way they could be doing it. It's mm. like when I'm yelling at them, it's not that they should stop. It's that they should do it the right way. Let daddy show you like how. Like practice the right way to do something dangerous. Yeah. Not just yeet it. Oh, my God. Yeet when, yourself. So the kids had their first uh, art class. We we enrolled them oh in, a, in a young Rembrandt's art program uh, that was happening on campus. Which is not some kind of sound cloud rapper. Right, right. It's an actual class for learning art. And so today, for some reason, they were drawing emojis. And then Edison drew a gun over all of his emojis. And then he was like, I just love guns. Okay. He's like, when I get older, I'm going to have like, I'm going to buy like 10 guns. He was telling me this when we were walking home. And I'm like, I mean, absolutely. But let's not do this at school. There are rules over there. Edison, uh, they took the gun emoji away. It's not even an emoji anymore. And he's like, that's why I put it over the emoji. Right. In protest. He, he gave me something about Molon emoji uh, that, you know, you can't come and take them. Emojis. <laughs> Don't tread on my emoji. Don't tread on my, my gun emoji. It was his, it was his active protest. Yeah, in the, in got the... in big trouble. And that's. Uh... <laughs> and I always worry. That what, what the teachers must think. Like, are they, they just got guns laying around the house? Like, what's that? Turn our TV on and off with a gun. And then he later told me that it was a, a laser gun. So Right. <laughs> yeah. Like a Fortnite gun. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, my preparedness corner. Very good. Get your get yourself a hive. Get a hive. Yeah. How many bees, Leah, do you think somebody should start out with? What? <laughs> can you can you guide people? On bees? Well, I've got the Cerritos mare on board for three hens. Yeah. So. Uh, apparently, the three hens was too easy a challenge for you. <laughs> She's like, you know what, bees? How about bees? You know, bees There's need no... like six acres or something like that. No. Yes. No. No. They need five feet all around. No. That's the box. That's their that's their inhabitant space. They need a space of with things that are nectar bearing. Yeah. In the form of like it's no acres. problem. That's no problem in a city that has the greenscape requirements. That like I can stuff. I can see a future where you have like apiary boxes on like the roof. Can I do that? I mean you you built like a <laughs> bee platform. So the bees are up in the air. I wasn't aware. That, but how would I harvest it? You'd have me do it. This is even better. This is this is getting better with time. You, you know my uncle Charlie. Then, could you just bees. could you just like put one of the cameras you have on your antenna, like angle it so that it also gets the hive? You know. Why well, you want to have a Zoom call <laughs> with the bees? No, I just want to so see the how show doing. topic. All right, so today's is discussion point. Today is, right. Go on to the show. Right. The, the topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. Well, I hinted it. Obviously, I, I have a new car. And so I am going through the, the new car ham radio thing that everybody goes through. It's where am I going to put all these antennas, 
right? So I thought we'd talk briefly about what I've learned throughout the years with mounting antennas on vehicles. Oh. I have done this many times, many different vehicles, in many different ways, and I have lots of uh, thoughts, opinions, and things I would say to avoid. So let's start off right off the bat. I'll give you the secret weapon. I've found that lip mounts are simple. They're effective. You can use your trunk lid. You can use the, the hood of your car. There are some people that can get away with using them on the sides of their car, although generally a trunk lid is okay. We're not necessarily going to talk about the placement of antennas today, but I'll give you the spoiler on this one too. Smack dab in the middle of the roof of your vehicle is considered the best place to have a mobile antenna. And then once you start moving away from that, best pay place, call it. Things just get not as good, right? So just keep that in mind. Still, a trunk lid is not bad. I like two mounts, the Diamond K400 and the Diamond K412. The K400 in particular has a wide base, and that antenna mount, even though it's a lip mount, can handle the Yesu ATOS 120 antenna. It is what I use. It is what Mike K at MRD uses. I'm pretty sure that's true. And no, it, we should just make it up. Yeah, we're just we're just lying now. Yeah. <laughs> the only caveat with this antenna mount, the 400 in particular, is that it has a little side lip that that kind of will go on the other side of whatever the lip is that you've attached it to. And if for some reason the trunk lid or the hood is very recessed, that little side nub will slam into the metal of your fender or whatever that is in the way. Are, wait, you're recommending this? No, I'm not done. <laughs> For example, my Nissan Leaf's rear trail, uh, rear hatch has a, it's like recessed. And so if I just slammed it down with that nub still attached, I would uh, like smash up a tail light or something. Oh man, the number of times you got upset at me closing the trunk. <laughs> yes. So what I did was I just took a Dremel tool and I, I cut that little uh, lip off which is something you can you can totally do. It it's it reduces the stability of the antenna mount, but mine is oriented in such a way such a way that it's not that big of a deal, but just an FYI. They're great though because they work for like most antennas, VHF, UHF. It really doesn't matter. They can handle them just fine and you'll be able to go pretty much as fast as you want or as fast as your car can go uh, if you have the capability. Now, if you have the fortitude to do this, the best mounting option is drilling a hole in the roof of your vehicle and popping in an NMO mount. They're waterproof, and once they're done, they make for a really clean installation, but you really got to have some confidence to go through with popping a <laughs> hole in your car. Now, people often ask, well, what happens if I sell the vehicle? Well, hey, good question. They make caps that you can actually buy that are really low profile, and they'll actually screw onto the mount and basically, if it's on the roof, you're not even really going to know it's there, and you can resell it that way. Um, you can mention it, I guess. I don't know that you have to mention it, but it's probably uh, best to do so, best ethically to do so. But that's generally the best because you can put pretty much as many antennas as you want at that point on the roof, and they work the best because they're up on your roof, so you can get away with a little bit smaller antenna. Now... Uh, three eighths by twenty mounts are is the term we use for the threads and pitch of the 
ham sticks. Or often uh, the reason why they're so prolific is because it's kind of a holdover from CB antennas like the fire stick. There are a multitude of these antennas. They can work with your uh, rear light if you're on an SUV. That's what we have on the Xterra is a 3 8 by 20 mount. And I've attached uh, SO239 adapters. I've just used HF ham sticks with it. You can get them in like a bar mount that will wrap around something like a luggage rack that is on your roof, which I've also done. I found that the Diamond makes... Actually, Diamond and Comet... Diamond and Comet are, they're both very good, I'll say that. They both make a high-quality product. If you go either way because you have access to one or the other, or you, I don't know, you just happen to like one over the other, they're, they're generally going to work just fine for you, and they make a, just a myriad of mounting options. So they're pretty much will get you where you're going. The one thing I won't recommend is glass-mounted antennas. Do you remember cell phones back in the day, Leia, where they had the little glass sticky thing and then the little cell phone antenna that stuck okay. up the back for like car yeah. people who had like the briefcase phone that kind of thing yes so they do the same thing with ham radio for people that don't want to attach an antenna to like a metal surface they'll advertise these like sticky adhesive things and you've got the coax connection on one side of the glass and the antenna on the other side of the glass they're not very efficient and they're definitely not very effective as a byproduct i there there has been few people that i have spoke with that have deployed this method that are happy with it and there is also that same group of people where we weren't able to find them a better way to put up a better antenna okay. and have a much better more effective solution so for my opinion this is one of those times where i'm kind of like hard no so just don't do it that's my opinion what what <laughs> but what can you do if, a if they weren't a lit mount uh, okay. A rear view mirror mount, a hood lid mount, even a ball hitch mount off of a trailer. You, there's like, so many options. Just to hold your arm out the window. <laughs> yeah, bow thing out the window. That's right. There's, there's almost always a solution. I can promise you that. And some folks are like, well, I'm leasing my car. I don't want to use like a mag mount, which we'll get to mag mounts in a second. Um, I'm telling you, the lip mounts do like no damage. You're not going to cause a problem. I promise. You're going to be fine. Oh, no, 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 no. Take that back right now. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> if you install your, it as use defined. Use your own best uh, if you install judgment. It as defined, we, we guarantee nothing. Okay. God. This is not legal advice. <laughs> and protecting myself from a legal issue. I'm not promising or guaranteeing anything. But if you follow manufacturer's in instructions for setup, they're going to work fine. One note on the lip mounts when you install them, they'll often have some like hex key set screws that you screw into the base or the underside of the hood or the trunk. Gordon West has probably the best select, uh, suggestion. I've been doing this for a long time. There's often a little piece of flat metal that goes in between the trunk and the roof lid to the set screws. Throw away the little piece of metal. Take those hex screws and just gun them right into the metal of that trunk. Oh, now that roof. it's on the underside, it's your, not your advice is make them a nervous. It's not damaging. <laughs> it's not damaging anything. And those hex screws have kind of a soft point to them that just a little tip, little bit of it is going to touch into the metal of the trunk lid or the hood, and it will it will work much better. So just you can you can trust me on that one. 
Now, regarding the mag mount, mag, mar- mag mounts are great as a temporary option. You can, we just talked about it last week with Richard from uh, Signal Stuff Signal Stick, hamstudy.org, and exam tools. They're good for like a temporary solution. In fact, he has one that has a BNC connector on the top that he calls kind of like the rental car kind of solution. When you're in a new car or you you know you're you're temporarily driving something, you can throw a mag mount on the top of it. You can even use your HT antenna, and it'll work gangbusters for you. So consider a mag mount, but I wouldn't call it the all-time best solution because mag mounts, given that they're literally magnetizing to the roof of your car, if there is any little piece of particulate that gets underneath that magnet in between the magnet and the surface of your vehicle, you could damage your vehicle as it's subtly moving around over time, which it's going to move a little bit. You could scratch up the surface of the roof or the trunk or wherever you have it. So keep that in mind. I know a lot of people use mag mounts and they, they don't really have a problem with them. At the same time, again, you can almost always get away with a lip mount without actually having to go the mag mount route. So that's kind of my my point on that one is, again, you can usually do a better way. I personally don't trust those electric tilt-up mounts that some people use. They're oh, like, really? They're $120, and there's a little switch that you can have inside your car, and when you click it, it'll fold it up and fold it down. This is for VHF, UHF, but I'll talk about somebody who's pushing these to the limit, and they really like them. These are great if you live in a place with a parking garage or you have a low spot that you have to drive through often you can just click a button the antenna folds over and you can get on your way i don't use them i've never felt that it was a a reliable solution but marty and rose ham radio outlet in anaheim i always bump into them and they have two they have one for their vhf uhf antenna and they've actually got one that they're using on their atos 120 and they said yeah it works pretty it works pretty great now they did caveat that, or at least Marty did the last time I talked to him, is that they they don't really run uh, with the Yesu ATOS antenna vertical when they're going to travel at like freeway speeds. Okay. Because they're worried about it potentially, <laughs> you know, shearing off or damaging something along those lines. Because the larger diameter antennas uh, will generate more wind, you know, resistance, and then you know that that could be a problem. Uh, so I'm not giving it the seal of Josh approval, but at the same time, I know they are handy to a lot of folks, and they like them, so I'm not going to say don't. So screwdriver antennas. What is that? The ATOS 120 is a screwdriver antenna, and if you, the, the big black antenna that's on my, my car, mm-hmm. right, the, the, the thick one, uh-huh. it slides up and down to adjust the bands for HF. Okay. They're called screwdrivers. Now... The ATOS 120 is like the smallest, one of the smaller screwdrivers that you can get that's on the market. All the other ones are much bigger, much heavier. They have a lot more wind load. And so the the mention on this one is generally because they're heavier, they're going to require a beefier mount. A lot of times where I see screwdrivers deployed effectively, they're usually on a fixed mount, not a lip mount, not a mag mount. They're like uh, something screwed into your car or... They're on, like, trucks. Okay. In general, trucks can get away with a lot uh, more beefier mounts because they have more mounting points. 
trucks, for example, has uh, stake bed holes. They have uh, literally ball mounts that can be bolted into the side of the rear kind of fender walls of the your bed. Trucks are just kind of more built for having radio antennas crammed into them because people have been doing it for decades and decades and decades. One brand I'll mention is Breedlove. Breedlove makes a stake hole connector or a stake bed connector, which is that little kind of rectangle. You know when you see the sides of the beds of trucks? Yes. You know there's little rectangle squares sometimes? Okay. That are like vertical that you mm-hmm. can stick up literally a stake, like a wooden stake in Sure. Well, they make antenna mounts for that. They're like heavy-duty metal bolt-on systems that use tensioning screws Mm -hmm. to like firmly hold them in place. Now, those guys, you could put a screwdriver on that and it's not a problem. There's also a company called Diesel Power Products that likely makes one of the slickest mounts I've ever seen, but they are very expensive. If you're a truck guy and you want something that's a really slick install, that might be the way to go. But just keep in mind, they definitely aren't giving those away for free. Now, my last point on antennas before we move on here. Now, when it comes to routing the coax, I have routed coax in many different ways. I've gone under the carpet, along the kick plates, which is basically the in and out little spot that your feet go where the door seals up. That's called a kick plate. I have routed cables and thin coax wires under the kick plates. But the best solution, and it's the one that kind of makes people go like, oh, I can't do that. I promise you, you can. The headliner. The headliner is, you know, the the felt carpeted thing that's above your head in your car. And it actually can pop down. This podcast is making me very uncomfortable. (laughs) It can actually kind of like pop down as one whole piece. And you can, promises. you can route coax wires <laughs> up and over that thing. You can go up the A-pillars, down the A-pillars. confidence. And, and it, it's <laughs> a super, super handy way of, of routing cables. And it's not very difficult. If you're interested in this, if you're thinking about, like if you're looking at the blank canvas that is your vehicle and you want to put antennas into it, highly suggest you go look up your vehicle on Google and say ham radio antenna, right? Whatever your vehicle is. So I'm doing a lot of like F-150 ham radio antenna mount or mm-hmm. ham radio antenna, blah, blah, blah. And I've got just a wealth of information. And so I'm taking that and I'm kind of deciding on how I want to go to outfit my my truck. So that is... You're a truck person now. I'm a, I guess so. I mean, you're already <laughs> a truck person. No, I'm an SUV person. Your SUV is a body on frame. It's not a body construction. That is basically the definition of a truck. No one helps ask me to help them haul anything, okay? I've got real roof constraints. Okay. What do you uh, mean you got roof constraints? You mean, oh, you mean like the actual capacity? Yeah, I, okay. I hope that you're like very prepared for the onslaught that will be all people who need a truck that know you. I am good at telling people no. I'm not. <laughs> well, that's true. I do imagine I'll be helping your family out because that does happen. So it does. Yeah. What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember? Let's go this way before the staircase moves again. 
Welcome to the email correspondence tower. There's a couple of uh, little outbuildings as we make our way to the tower. On your left, you can see that we've got the physical mail shipping and receiving department. That's closed. <laughs> uh, we mentioned last week, you know, we've had my dad staying with us. And he's he's good again. He's not sick anymore. Yes. He's feeling a lot better. He's back up and around moving, which is really nice. He's hanging out with the kids again. Uh, so that's all good. He did have, he got an abscess. He had a tooth removed. So <laughs> bro broke his arm, got the flu. Didn't break it. Well, okay. <laughs> broke, didn't break. Depends on who you yeah. ask. <laughs> Depending on who you ask, broke his arm. Maybe didn't. Might be Wolverine. <laughs> Might be, maybe. Maybe this is just more evidence that he's, you know, Wolverine, right? Um, Got the flu. Totally messed him up and then like half his face was all swollen up and he's like what the hell's going on went to the dentist he's got an abscess they pulled his tooth today they pulled the, the dude, wrong one they started first. pulling the wrong tooth like this guy has been through the ringer my he's, dad is he has like, no faith in the medical system yeah, right now us. he's just, just very he just wants to go back up to up the mountain to where the medical treatments people. are reliable old-timey backwoods <laughs> knowledge where my barber is my surgeon and you know what's terrible is i told him he he went to um my perio because i have a an implant from a tooth that cracked mm -hmm. and uh they sent they referred him to that same um mm -hmm. perio right yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Dr. Grosby's great, mm -hmm. you know, had no problems, um, really state-of-the-art office. And when you go to Dr. Grosby's office, mm -hmm. and I even told him, I was like, he is the richest dentist I know. His office is literally decked out in an insane amount of art, and not cheap art, okay? <laughs> this is like he in the waiting room. He has all the Thomas Kincaid. Just like... I, I'm just floored, and I'm, if if you own an office, like you have a business that mm -hmm. runs out of an office, buying art mm -hmm. is a write-off. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. And then that's you why get, they have like exotic fish tanks and crap. Yeah, and then you get all that appreciation, and every once in a while, if you need a tax break, you take a piece of art that you bought for maybe a thousand dollars, and you donate it to a charity. It literally doesn't matter. Right. Because then you can write it off for more than you purchased it for mm. because it's the appreciated value. And who says what art is worth? Yeah. Like, I think that I think this is not it. tax advice. Yeah, okay? we're we're, we're no, we no, got hot tips, hot tips. <laughs> anyway, so I I'm, think somebody made the same argument you did uh, to support buying NFTs. No. <laughs> so who knows what they're worth? charge anything so i'm really talking up this dentist mm -hmm. and then he goes in and they try to pull the wrong tooth like man i am sorry i mean it was really nice the art was really good while they're ripping my tooth out but so it, and i love your dad that one's course. depreciated now because it got blood all over it. <laughs> uh i love your dad mm-hmm but I do have to say that part of the issues he may be having going to medical professionals that aren't familiar with him mm -hmm. is that he has hearing aids that lead him to believe he is hearing everything. 
he is in fact not hearing any everything or he is thinking he heard something right because he'll he'll sometimes respond to you and you haven't said anything or the response has nothing to do with what you said right right and you're like oh boy and so it's difficult to have medical professionals who Mm -hmm. don't know that because he's giving off the impression that he is absolutely hearing and understanding everything. I know. And he, he behaves like he can hear. And yes. It's it's kind of tough because I know he's not getting most of it. Yes. And so when you're talking to a doctor or a medical professional, that scares the crap out of me. Oh, absolutely. That's why, like, when I went with him to the emergency room, I'm, like, taking, you know, voracious notes. Yeah. Just like, oh, my God, Dad. And then the stories that he is retelling – like none of that like none of that happened dad none of it is that is you 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 did hear the word surgery we all spent a good you know four days all belaboring that point but yeah it's scary man and and by the way this isn't something he's gotten as he's gotten older it's gotten worse but he's kind of always been this way i I mean it was the downfall of his second marriage yes 100 percent. wow because his we're just gonna lay it all out there well his ex-wife had a full-blown multiple conversations with me mm-hmm. about like her frustrations and i'm like lady i can't do anything for you oh, <laughs> like, oh hold on let me go let me go just like uh fix his ear real fast <laughs> like what a what surprise a- i got a whole ear with me <laughs> got it off a guy and it's like bought it cash money I don't, he was selling I, speakers out of a van <laughs> said i'm not interested in that he goes how about a human ear <laughs> With all the bits inside. It's Sony guts. It's got Sony guts. It's all proprietary. Yeah. No. Nuts, man. Just drives me crazy. And so, and uh, I don't know what she was trying to accomplish by complaining to me. Like, literally, the least, like. The least sympathetic person when they make decisions. Like, hugely binding decisions for their life. And I'm like, he, he was like this when you married him. Yeah, like, so. surprise. <laughs> but, I didn't know he's almost deaf. So I, I'm i very hesitant to slam any of the medical professionals, aside from what happened with the VA. Yeah, they yeah. They fully well, dropped the ball. Yeah, they did. But actually, even in that case, I'm not completely sure that they did because they called him and he had assumed it was a call about mental health that's right this is the disturbing thing about the va the government uh tasks them Mm -hmm. with getting additional data Mm -hmm. every time they talk to vets okay so they have these requisite questions that they ask you about Mm mm-hmm before they get to whatever the point is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Are you killing yourself right now? <laughs> and so I know we're making a joke. It's not funny, but but yes, that's kind of what they're doing is they have to like cover all the bases when they Yeah, talk to oh them. no. It's yeah. uh, it, and I think that they were going through these questions mm-hmm. basically asking him about his mental state and whether or not he's trying to harm himself. Right. And I think that totally threw him off. Right. And they were, in fact, calling for the referral. Yeah. Right. But when I talked to his doctor to get through, the first thing the doctor was like, okay, well, I've got to ask you these questions about Agent Orange. And I'm like, what? 
Are you saying that the the arm could be Asian orange related? <laughs> like, and they go through these questions that really freaked me out. Right. And I am so resentful of the fact that the government takes people who have volunteered their lives mm -hmm. to protect the people of this country mm -hmm. and experiment on them. That it's yeah. so upsetting to me. Yeah, and and I mean, this is a whole side tangent, but when people, you know, become enlisted, right? Yeah, they get particularly if they deploy, they get all kinds of shots. Yes, just line them up, and they're just getting slammed with them. Some of them experimental. Um, I, I'm not ready to make any statements okay, like that. Well, Again, this is a hot fine. this is a hot take yeah. podcast. But uh, I mean, you've got you've got Agent Orange, you've got depleted uranium in the Iraq War. Now you have burn pits for the it's, current the most recent iraq war and afghanistan and those burn pits you know the burn pit story right no they they didn't have plumbing or anything so they take all the human waste dump it in a pit and just pour jet fuel on it or diesel and burn them and they were just running those pits nonstop. remember tara yeah she and i had a long conversation on the burn pit she thinks she's affected by it oh my gosh yeah yeah, it, it's a big thing. Like when you when you call the VA, they ask you know some of the questions. Like if this is burn pit related, press nine. Yeah, I feel like it is the epitome of like every time the government talks about how much they value our vets and you know what heroes they are because they are genuinely heroes. Absolutely. Like the the definition of mm -hmm. right, and then they treat them the way that they do right it's uh... well con consider if you're trying to run a hardened point like if if you have a a, a base let's mm -hmm. just and let's say it's always somebody's watching with a gun pointed at you you can't very much like go outside and dump the waste right 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 so if you've got to keep it inside and you don't have the equipment to like bore out a huge hole that you're going to pour everything into. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with it? You're going to burn it. And that's what they did. And there you go. And that's how it all happened. It's just, it's so heartbreaking. Uh, but on this topic, mm -hmm. so if anybody has watched the movie Idiocracy, uh -huh. there is a new version of Idiocracy. Okay. It's called Don't Look Up. Oh my gosh. And it is... It's obviously supposed to be like a satirical uh, near comedy. Mm. I mean, it, like obviously they the ridiculousness is supposed to make it, you chuckle a bit, but yes. is so horrifying. It, it came out during COVID. There is obviously connections to COVID and how it was handled on both sides. Yeah, and it is it's it's frustrating to watch. Whereas Idiocracy was funny yeah, because it was not connected to anything. Like this is connected to something and it's like, okay, this is, this is both kind of a caricature of all sides. Yes. And no one really comes away looking good. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just slamming society at large. At large. Like, yeah. And I, I, the thing that really stuck out to me was there's this, uh, the premise is there is a massive Mount Everest size uh, comet headed towards the earth that is going to be the end. Right. Of, it, it is the apocalyptic the event. The quote unquote science has said 
right. that it's going to hit Earth. Yeah. So they decide that they've got an entire plan to send uh, rockets to explode it while it's far enough out mm-hmm. so that it can become you know, much smaller. Or potentially it'll throw it off course. Right. And they send up a very lauded veteran. Right. And played Played by by Ron Ron Perlman. Perlman. (laughs) So good. He plays the character so funny. And somebody brings up the fact that why do you need somebody to pilot this? You you can do this like a man. And the response was We need a hero. Yes. <laughs> we need a we need a human, like a, a face, right? Oh Because that funny. would have been his life. Oh yeah. No, he was he was launching to go kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you but then you think about like every political thing, like Fauci, for instance, mm-hmm. right? If you if you take the direct correlation, obviously not the same kind of character, but like there had to be a face associated with this. Yeah, we can't just say like, no, there were studies done. Here you go, mm-hmm. right? That's it. Uh, anyway, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole on this one, but if you're if you're so inclined, it's actually not a bad watch. Although, I will say, I think I watched it over the course of like three days. And it I know, is long. I know you say that because it was made during the panoramic that it was that. It is definitely. But I think that. no, I think it's actually an amalgamation of so many things mm-hmm. that end okay, up, the world ends up dealing with, right, right, right? And just how society reacts to it. So Glenn Close is amazing. Mm, yes, as she always is. Yes. And who's her son though? Was it? Uh, uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is so good. And the banter between... Chief of Staff. Who is her son. Yeah. She, she just put her son in the position. And her... The back and forth between her and Jennifer... Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is so good. Because they're ongoing actually friends. I'm no, pretty... but this, this ongoing tiff they have throughout the movie, yes. it is so funny. It is so funny. <laughs> that was funny. I, I thought Jonah Hill was probably the... One of the better characters, for sure, in the movie. But I mean, don't anyway. don't go into this if you're polarized politically one way or another, because you're just gonna like come at us, like <laughs> feeling like we side on one side or another. Everybody looks like crap. Yeah, it, <laughs> okay? We're is... not rooting for any yeah, side. Okay, yeah. it's a movie. Let it go. It's not a big deal. And it's it does star Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. The, they are the the whole uh like sexy scientist thing that happens with leonardo dicaprio also cracked me up just yes yeah cracked me up kate blanchett is in it it's who just so was many... shot like i didn't pick you, it you up didn't recognize i did her. not recognize yeah. her she is also a fantastic yeah. actress so, well uh, so that was that there. was just trying to get <laughs> through the doors of the uh, shipping and receiving <laughs> department <laughs> it's closed by the way leah we could have just walked on Right on by. And I'm going to, I'm just going to say right now, Mm -hmm. we touched on some really heady subjects and I am a very giggly person. In no way when I am laughing, am I trying to be at all disrespectful. I'm very short on sleep. Or minimizing anybody's struggle they're going through. Yeah, absolutely. But also at the same time, hopefully, hopefully everybody's just got to laugh. Like at the I end of the so. day, I hope no. so. But no I, I, but I, I particularly or, want to say it now yes. because the last people on earth that I would want to offend are our veterans or people Absolutely. who are uh, 
in active service. Yeah. I, I genuinely feel mm -hmm. that those are the heroes of not just our country, but really the world, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think, you know, I've talked about uh, my family's history and... Right. So, yeah, I think you're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're leaving. <laughs> we never got into... Voicemail Annex. We're going to the voicemail annex. What's the number for the voicemail annex? 562... Three three four two three eight nine. Let me give a little preface here, so you can call us. You can leave a voicemail. Some of you may be listening to this podcast, and you just want to chew Leia out for all her laughing on that last segment. Well, just pull over safely, and you can leave us a voicemail. Maybe you just want to read your thoughts that you were going to put Please in. Please don't email. chew me out. I know. I'm just. Kidding I'm so it. tired. <laughs> but anyway, Leia, do we have any voicemails? So many. Okay. Ready? Let's do so it. So many. That's good. Howdy, HRCC. Uh, it's Jake. Hey, Jake. Uh, I'm, listening to, I'm listening to a podcast right now. Thank and, you. Uh, you got the spot out for your correspondent. What's happening? He's got a scanner on the background. Uh, the car about second winter, and that is a real thing. Uh, we are currently in second winter right now. I woke up this morning with a breath of 29 degrees. Ooh. And it's not fun going on the boat doing checkoffs in that cold. But, yeah, that's all I can comment about with second winter. It's, it's truly and really a thing. Stay second warm. winter. Uh, catch you later. 7-3. J-A-4-J-U-C. Jake's got a couple, so I'm just going to roll through them. Okay. Second winter, though. Stay warm, Jake. Well, it's Jake again. Uh, it sounds like I left my voice a little, a little too early because... They're also mentioning the snow in Virginia. And, yeah, Virginia, when we get snow, we get scared. Yes. And uh, there's a meme going around. I'll, I'll post it in the podcast chat. But it's like when the first snowflake drops in Virginia, it's just a bunch of cars spun out. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah that's Virginia for you. I, yep. I do my best. Go slow, and you'll be fine. And if you have two wheel drive. I promise I can't do a better drive, job. So. Be careful. Jane. I mean, other than that. This is for Jay Z. I don't know if you say anything more about Virginia. I might add more. I'll call you back later. Uh, catch you later, seven three. Don't come for Virginia. Virginia or, proud. Or Jake is gonna come for you. Yes, oh, Sue. Again. <laughs> okay. I've calmed down. I've listened to the whole voicemail now. I've listened to the whole segment. And yes, Shay taken from, from Virginians right here. But to answer your question, Virginia, according to Tapisa.com. The average family size of 2020 by state, Virginia has 3.2, and Utah oh. is the highest at 3.5. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe that is a fact for the snow days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Virginia is no good with snow. Uh, we'll wait for the plows and even just a little bit of snow or even dusting. It's, it's a no-go for most of us. Yeah. With that, seven threes and... Maybe you'll hear from me again. Hopefully not, because you're probably tired of my voice by now. No. no. Y'all have a good one. Seven three. All right. Thanks, Jake. Virginia representing. That's... I'm just glad that I got backed up on a colloquialism. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, when I travel to places, I keep my eyes open. I look on, yeah. you know, what's going around. Yeah. And I'm, I'm literally as, and everybody gives California a hard time. It's like, we can't drive at all, right? So I go to places where you know yeah i think i go to places where people drive in any weather colorado mm -hmm. yeah. utah i mentioned it last week these are people who are like i'm going to work 
Yeah. I drive a four-wheel drive every day because snow just happens in Colorado. Right. And I'm, I, I've am i got it under control. But apparently Virginians But Virginians have... are like, a, a, he said a dusting and it's, it's done. We're, we're done. <laughs> Might give up. Is that some powder? <laughs> that, that being said, yeah. Virginia is pretty close in household size to yeah, Utah. That's so it couldn't be the need to get away from children. I, you know what's odd? I do like Virginia though, as a state. I did like going to Virginia. I, I really it. enjoyed it. Yeah, I bet it's beautiful. It's it's got it's for the, lovers for sure. It's got these. Oh, <laughs> see, see what they're doing there. They took that slogan a little too literally. <laughs> That was no. That's not a slogan that some like ad guy came up with. They were looking at their population numbers. <laughs> that's what they did. You know, <laughs> maybe the reason that Virginians stay home, even when there's a dusting, <laughs> it's because it's for lovers. Yes. That I that's one of those like boardroom discussions that I was like, I wish I could have sat through that, like how they came up with the slogan. <laughs> like, well, sir, it says here that Utah has a, a higher family rate than that. And like, well, this is, we didn't we, we don't we don't do what we do because of some kind of like religious mandate. <laughs> we do it because we like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hedonist. <laughs> Genius for lovers. Oh, OK, I like it. Just kidding. I have no idea how Puritan. Uh, no, I, the... <laughs> the headquarters of the NRA is in Virginia. Oh, <laughs> which so, I've been to. I've, yeah. I shot at the uh, yeah. the underground uh, shooting range. And you brought back the kids. At, well, you brought back Ben because Edison wasn't even mm-hmm. around at that time. An NRA T-shirt for kids. Yeah. And the kids repeatedly put that shirt. Could you imagine if I let them go to school in that shirt and then Edison is drawing guns? Make sure he has that shirt on the next time he goes to art <laughs> class. And then all the questions will be answered. And we're going to make a lot of new friends. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jake. On to the next voice. It's, Cal- it's California, man. Josh, 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 Josh. Whoa. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu, Nathan. I, I, I know. Hey, in Nathan. Southern Vermont. Yes. And I'd like to say the color of that truck is beautiful. Yeah, I. The accent of the red lights in the back, beautiful. But I guess um, many people don't agree with me. Um, <laughs> so I noticed your, your truck is trash. Instagram post. Your trash truck. And you usually average like maybe. 10, 20 uh, comments on your Instagram Social post. analytics. Podcast co-producer. You yeah. got like almost 80, 90 comments Did you on really? your so uh, truck post. And um, interesting now I gotta look at opinion it. people shared. Um, uh, uh, what, what I didn't know is... Uh, that Ford is made outside of the U.S. <laughs> I don't this think that's foreign, um, foreign country. I, this is all stuff I don't know. So it's, it's cool. I, I think the surprise of that truck is beautiful, and I support you. Well, thank you. Uh-oh. No matter oh, what other people say. So this is Kilo One Mike Alvazulu saying 73, and hey, Leia. 
I know you're, hey. you're there somewhere. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm here. Bye. I'm here. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, at the end of the day, you and Leia are in my corner. <laughs> I appreciate oh, one it. Oh, one of our neighbors wants to sit in the car. I will say that when I was leaving a Ben's Den meeting for Cub Scouts today to go back to the car, everybody's waiting for me in the car. And, uh, that car is super futuristic looking. Like it, it looks or like a truck. It I mean. does not belong. First of all, it's massive. Okay, it's bigger it than all of the other half, cars. It, it looks like a half ton truck. It's probably a transformer from another planet. Bumblebee? <laughs> are you Bumblebee's like uh, redneck cousin? It's <laughs> so what? <laughs> I'm going to go through the comments because thank you, Nathan, well, I, for bringing I, it up. I will just mention the one. Somebody just commented out of the blue, what, you don't like American? You don't. <laughs> and I replied, my guy, it's a Ford. It's made, it's, it, most of it is made. Somebody commented, and oh my God, the communists stole your engine. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, what's wrong with American or something like that? Somebody thinks you're going to hate this truck real fast. Yep. Uh, let me see. A plenty of room under the bonnet for a Honda generator. That one was funny. Oh, it's electric. You don't support America. That's it. That was what it was. Yeah. And I think I think when people say America, that's obviously a joke. Yeah. Uh, somebody said. Don't put too many radios in it or you'll lose half the range. <laughs> that was funny. But in reality, a lot of uh, a lot of people were positive about it. No engine, no thanks. That's what it's... <laughs> there there is a um god, it it it, it I always find myself in this situation where I am running against the like the culture, if you will, for whatever reason. And this is one of those ones where it's like it's turned into a political hot button. And I don't get it. I mean, I get why people have made it political. I mean, we're always going to have a gas car, I think. Of course. So it's not that we I and I also don't like mandates to move to EV. No. And I'm and I think I said that on a post. I'm like, I do not support the government telling people they can't own something. Mm hmm. Also, anytime the government does something like that, it usually props up some company or groups of companies to profit off of all of us. Right, right. Right. So I don't support any of that. I, You've heard me say this on the podcast before. I don't support the government picking winners and picking losers. Right. I don't want people telling me how to live my life. I don't want people telling me what I can buy and what I can't buy. Now, what I will say, because I'm definitely going to be making videos about this, and I've already planned this out, I'm going to literally start the video off with like my point and the hook and all that, and then I'm going to go, for my thoughts on why I bought an electric car, am I worried about the range? Am I worried about towing? Please wait to the end of the video, because I'm going to answer those questions. Just because I know the comments are going to be like exploding from people that are, they're not even replying to my video. They're replying to the thought of what the political ramifications are for what's been going on in the media you know what i mean you you can own an ev and literally not have any affiliation to prius drivers <laughs> like, well i mean a prius is not even a uh it's not even an ev it's a hybrid 
it's a reference to the original population of Prius drivers. Sure. Yeah. I, it, it, it's a car. Yeah. It, it does a thing that it's I It's a car to... that Josh can plug his radios into. <laughs> right. it, it, it does a thing, and I have different needs than other people. That's it's really kind of, it. Yeah. And now I just have extra utility. I'm still doing all the same things I did with the Nissan Leaf, but now it's a truck, so it will do truck things. And I went from having a 60 to 70 mile full charge to 300 mile full charge, mm -hmm. which for me is like, it's life changing. I can do way more things on like my off Fridays and all my other, you know, weekend time where I can go and do a hike or whatever. I haven't been doing that because I got to take your car yeah. generally, which was my car at one point. Um, so I have this is no great. car. What? I have no car. You you I'm have just... like hand-me-down laptops and phones and yeah. cars. You'll get a car one day. One day you'll have a car and a bag and a handbag. All the things. I got my bag. See, that's – so for everybody who asks about like Leia, when is Leia getting her handbag, you, you have been given the opportunity and you don't take me up on it. You yeah. go buy a cheap bag. Well, you bought a Birkin, so. <laughs> Did I? The car oh, is. Oh, the car a, is a Birkin. Yeah. Well, the car is maybe a couple Birkins. No. It's... Okay, that is insane. <laughs> it's a Birkin. <laughs> like, if you give, me, you give me a hard time about the truck. I, do I have a Birkin? <laughs> no, but if you did, would you just, like, be fighting with yourself in your own head? I would never. That's, okay. Yeah. Right. I'm also the person, I was telling my mom, I was like, I, like, to me, it literally wouldn't matter how much money I made. I would never drive a car that cost anywhere near. Like, I look at that car and my feelings. <laughs> I'm happy for you, though. But you did drive in you. it today for like a, an actual amount. of. It's time. a really luxurious ride. It is. Yeah. Um. Still makes me vomit a little. All right, let's go. <laughs> hey, Josh and Leah, this is your cellular co correspondent, Don, the RF Field Tech, KD5ADX, hey, and I was just listening, and um, one of my first videos that I did was on um, a communication site grounding and what it, what Ooh. the grounding at a cell nice. site looks like. Mm. Um, Thanks for so doing if, that, Don. Um, anybody wants to check that out, they can see what we actually do for grounding. Um, also, I hope my, my audio is better. Much I've been better. told multiple, multiple times that the old Bluetooth I was using um, oh, that might was really it. bad for uh, sound. I've got a new one now, so was it hearing your it voice a lot on the better. I hope y'all are feeling better and that um, we oh. hope to see y'all on, uh, on the air for uh, Winter Field Day. Well, thank that you, Don. Thank you, Don. Thank you. But I do have to know, was it hearing your voicemail on the podcast that finally convinced you after people telling you? You're like, oh, this sounds like good. It sounds it's like, like talking to my dad. And then, and, then he, and then Don hears his voicemail on the podcast. Is that what it sounds yeah. like? That's like when you hear yourself on the answering machine for the first time. Remember oh, that? Awful. Hey, kids, you know what an answering machine is? No, or I don't. Voicemail messages, like the incoming voicemail messages. Uh, no, all right. Remember, Thanks, Don, for making that video. When you would call the house and leave a message, yeah, on the on the physical answering machine mm -hmm. with the tape in it and all that, and you'd hear yourself play back, and you're like, "That's what I sound like." 
Yeah, everybody go check out Don's uh yeah. Don's video. The RF Field Tech. The RF Field Tech. All right. On, to on the YouTubes. Now. It's going to be a thing, I promise. <laughs> hey, Josh and Leia. This is Doug. Hey, Doug. Uh, I haven't written in for a while, and no new songs yet. You're making but, me sad, uh, I haven't Doug. forgot you guys. Just life gets in the way. But uh, what I have been doing... Take your time. Uh, I know it'll be a masterpiece. my CW. Mm, and nice. uh, wanted to give a couple of quick ideas as to what really helps with that. Uh, I'm working on speed. It's it's definitely a challenge. But uh, uh, one thing is I'll call in on uh, Chase uh, Hunt, uh, Hunt Poda operations. Yes. Uh, guys that are out doing CW activations. I haven't activated for a while, but I've hunted a lot. And I uh, make sure that I hunt as many CW stations as possible. That's always fun because you know what the exchange is going to be there. Uh, that helps. But uh, what I've been doing lately is doing uh, SKCC, uh, Straight Key Century Club. They do Straight Key Month. Uh, it's the entire month of January. It's very similar to ARRL's uh, Straight Key Night, mm-hmm. but it's all month. And you work all, you try to work all different call call zones uh, zero through nine on as many different bands as you want and then you can do some dx there are other operators that are scheduled uh from different countries and from puerto rico uh in fact the other night i live in michigan southern michigan and the other night one of my contacts was a uh, uh 599 uh on uh, 10 meters to Australia. Uh, one of the operators is, is in Australia. So it's really cool. Uh, it helps a lot. I recommend SKCC. The guys are great. They will slow down for you. They'll, they want to help you succeed and learn CW. Uh, highly recommended. Yeah. The other thing I'm going to do this year, I'm planning on joining Long Island CW Club. There you go. Uh, I've been through CW Academy. And uh, I want to join Long Island, so Josh, hopefully I see you on there. Anyway, love the show, love the new format. You guys take care. We'll talk to you later. This is Doug, KB8M, Sing73. Well, thank you, Doug. Appreciate that. Thanks, Doug. Excited to hear more about your CW adventures. And we're down to the last voicemail. Okay. Hey guys, uh, you know who it is. It's Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu <laughs> hey, from man. Southern Vermont. Just a quick uh, message after watching Josh's uh, video or the the greatest hits of the a live stream, which I appreciate. Um, I'm sure it makes it an easier uh, video for Josh uh, to make based off of the after chat mm-hmm. on live streams. Um, but they're discussing. The 818 and FTM 400 uh, being discontinued. And I was just thinking, yeah, it, it makes you think about how, uh, as, they, as they say, all, all good things uh, come to an end. So <coughs> everything has uh, an end of purpose or um, availability, favorite TV shows, even if you want to go on forever, it has some kind of ending. Hey. And here's even uh, more applicable to the podcast. Uh, at some time, your podcast probably will end. Oh, so Jesus. Let's hope that we get as long as <laughs> you're able to do it. 
And we this is depressing, Nathan. Jeez. We will keep listening. <laughs> but you, you will have other stages in your life, and I hope you have fun with them. This oh, is Kilo man. 1 Mike yeah. Alpha Zulu. <laughs> yeah, Kilo 1 Mike Alpha Zulu saying 73, and thanks for the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for that sobering reality. That's... I'm going to die one day. <laughs> oh, is that when you're going to stop the podcast? I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it in the last five minutes. So thank you, Nathan, for reminding me of uh, my mortality. <laughs> Dang. That's dark. That's dark. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in my truck. That's... <laughs> Do you do that? My happy place. Do you just sometimes go out and <laughs> sit? No, in the... because there's not much I can do now. Right, once I get the radios in there, then yeah, I'll be in there more. All right. I'm just All kidding. Right. <laughs> you've you've basically it's like a house edition. <laughs> That's right. It's quiet though. It's so quiet inside. It really is. But okay. Well, thank you everybody who uh, sent us voicemails. As always, you can just. Just do what everybody did, and you can just talk your email to us or your thoughts as we went through them. Obviously, we got a couple of uh, great little points there and a couple of uh, multiple, multiple check-ins to the voicemail. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Just to kind of catch us up as they're listening to the podcast, which is always kind of fun. So thanks for all the updates, and we appreciate you. Now we ascend the tower of email. You can email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Send us your emails on your journey in ham radio, your questions. If you send us a merch idea and we really like it, we will make that merch and we'll send you one for free and post it on hamtactical.com. So, Leah, what's the first email? The first email is titled Something Weird with the Podcast. This comes from Jim. Okay. Good morning, Josh and Leah. I'm currently listening to the podcast that dropped about an hour ago and around the 57-minute mark during an email talking about seasonal affective disorder, the podcast just seems to restart. Yep. He and I went back and forth and uh, turns out it was on his end. Oh, great. Yes. So I want everybody to know, if you have an issue with a podcast, let us know in the podcast channel of the Discord. That is the most appreciated. If you can hit me there directly on Discord, that is the fastest way to get the problem solved. Yes, especially because other people who are listening to the mm -hmm. podcast will tell you whether or not they're having the same problem. Yeah. Now. And then you'll know pretty much immediately. Versus... Right. Now, I, I will say podcasts are different than YouTube. When I post to YouTube, it's generally either there or not there. Mm -hmm. Right. Podcasts are different, though. Our podcast gets hosted on Podbean, which you can go to Podbean's website, which we'll link in the description, and you can listen directly on the website. But if you have like your own app or you listen on Spotify or wherever, then they're like making a copy of it or they have some kind of weird convoluted link thing. And sometimes it doesn't work out great. So if you have a problem with, say, Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever, Try another way. Like, go to our Podbean page and see if it still has the problem. If it right. does, then it's most likely a problem. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, Jim. Appreciate you going that extra mile. Thank you. The next email is titled, Casa Bonita Denver, version 2.0, grand opening May 2023? Oh, now you want to go to Colorado? This comes from Ryan. 
Dear Leia and Josh, I heard you mention Casa Bonita here in Denver. Is it? It's Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. Okay, fine. In last week's podcast, and I am sad yet thrilled to report that it did not survive COVID. Oh, no. Or rather, it just did not survive. Yep, the crappy food they served there finally caught up with them, and the COVID thing sealed their fate. For several decades now, folks have been reporting on how terrible the food tasted, as well as the quality of food. A far cry from when they were in their prime in the 1970s and 80s. From 1978 to 1983, or roughly ages of one to seven, my dad would take the family to Casa Bonita for Friday night dinner every few months. My brothers and I were always excited to go there as it had a quote-unquote magical atmosphere <coughs> with the cliff divers, the famous the cave. cliff divers, that's right. A serving staff that was friendly, especially towards kids, and those very cool glow-in-the-dark necklaces that my brother and I always wanted and always got. Some of my earliest childhood memories are from when we would dine there. In 1983, my family moved to Utah for a few years, and upon our return to Denver in 1990, we once again returned, but to find that it was not quite the memorable place it had once been. We only dined there once or twice and then stopped going altogether, primarily because the food had become stale tasting and the place was starting to look run down. It continued its downward spiral until it closed in March of 2020 after our lousy governor, Jared Polis, stopped in-person dining due to COVID. Additionally, it was reported that right before they closed, the employees' most recent paychecks had bounced due to insufficient funds. Oh. The place was boarded up and most folks figured that it was that was the end of that. And that the Denver location joined the defunct fate that the Fort Worth, Texas and Little Rock, Arkansas locations had suffered years prior. Wow. However, as you already know, the Denver location received some fame thanks to that weird TV show South Park that yep. I never watched. Oh, yeah. Except good. the or one good. <laughs> the one episode that made fun of Toyota Tesla drivers. Toyota Tesla prius yeah yeah the smug <laughs> yes the smug cloud as a result in august 2021 south park creators trey parker and matt stone announced that they had been made a deal to purchase the denver location no way there has been a bit of mild drama since they have been getting the place ready to reopen with a target date announced of may of this year I have high hopes that Casa Bonita 2.0 will provide a new level of fun and hopefully good testing, a tasting Mexican food that will win back the hearts of so many disappointed Coloradoans like myself. Although I don't anticipate being able to even get in the new place for a few years with how crowded and busy the place will be, oh, if it is truly a success, time will tell. Wow. You can read more about Casa Bonita on the Wikipedia page, or they have a website up now at casabonitadenver.com. Hope you enjoy the info, and perhaps someday you enjoy your trip to this location. Cheers, Ryan, K0CTR. Wow, Ryan. You Thank have you. rocked my world. You have taken me to lows and highs. And highs. Yeah. I think if I were to go to Colorado, mm -hmm. there's two places I would go. Okay. One is Casa Bonita. Okay. Okay. 
The other is Kittridge Park. <laughs> okay. I just want to see what the deal with the land dispute is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. Yep. I I don't think I would try to access the creek from it. Right. I think I would meander my way down to the section of the creek that is actually the public land. Yes. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Ryan. I look forward to hearing your report years from now mm-hmm. about the new What if we went Casablanca. to Kittridge Park, but we went to the public land, and we just started filling up buckets of the bank and just depositing them on her land, growing <laughs> her land, if you will, just increasing her power? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. The next email is titled, Finally Got My License, and this comes from Rob. Hi, Josh and Leia. I have been studying off and on since 1998. Wow. Well done. Listening to you got me re-motivated, and I finally got my tech last week. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now to start on my general. I have an Anytone 878 plus that I plan on using in my travels and would like to get a 10 meter for my camper, maybe a mobile version of the 878 as well. Do you have any recommendations? Love the podcast. Hope the family oh. is feeling better. So we've got a couple problems here. Yeah. I've got budget. We got <laughs> budget. <laughs> we got budget. We got budget problems. Um, The Anytone 6666 is a 10 meter only radio with a couple buttons that you can press that will unlock a CB on it. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty cool radio. And I think it's like 260 bucks. 60 watt output. Mm. Yeah. we. Um, I did a video on just reminding people that, you know, now's the time they need to start squaring away their, their 10 meter radio situation. Obviously the G90 will do 10 meters, but that's an all band radio. There are uh, quite a few 10-meter-only radios that are out there. A lot of them are kind of CB radios that people buy and modify them to work on CB radio. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. The Anytone is uh, quite a decent radio for the price, though. You really got to let me know what you want to do. If you want a radio that you can grow into as a general, then a monoband 10-meter radio might not be the one for you. But uh, look forward to my review of the Anytone 6666 in the future. All right. Well, I hope that answers your questions. And that email comes from Rob, KK7JYL from Yelm, Washington. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break from the email correspondence tower Uh to give a big congratulations to volunteer podcast co-producer who we haven't heard from so often and you might be wondering why Mm -hmm. and it's because he finished writing his book cheers and as as you know he is (laughs) (laughs) he is um our resident researcher yes of all things and fantastic storyteller uh, I'm going to drop a link to Rob's book. Yeah, you didn't say who it was. It's it's Rob. Yes, Rob. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Ever-Changing Moon, book one, 
first footprints. Oh, book one. Yeah. So this, this is, is a multi-book series here. Yeah. And uh, book two will cover the Apollo 13 and Ooh. Apollo 16 missions. And he's working on that now. So let's uh, let's everybody really encourage Rob as he has graced us so, with so much knowledge. Oh, yeah. And oddly enough, in it's just... And I, I told Rob I felt like this was kind of stolen valor mm-hmm. because he acknowledged us <laughs> in, Which in is the just book. crazy to me. And we did nothing. <laughs> so... We were your... Uh, we were your muse, like the housewives of whatever city is the muse of Leia working through quarter end. Yeah. <laughs> we are the noise you put on in the background. So thank you so much for honoring us in the acknowledgments. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, but yes, I will drop this Amazon link in the show notes so you can see the amazing thing we have quite a few authors yeah in the hrcc community all creating content that is fascinating indeed you know so rob so. congratulations uh do enjoy it and yeah we'll we'll talk more in the future i gotta bug you i'll, I'll send you a message i'm wondering what your thoughts were on uh thunderfoot's multi-series videos on apollo 13 okay yeah the next email is titled Apologies and Merch Idea. Okay. And this comes from Don. First, I want to apologize for the multiple Discord posts. It has been a long year already with lack of sleep and getting ready to retire from my job of 23 years. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. On your retirement, Don. I will still have to find another job. Oh, but well, it is coming okay. with- But it's coming to a point. Can't wait to retire so I can get another job. (laughs) To a point that I can no longer do the one I am currently in. Oh, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. That is still no excuse for multiple posts and even missing the reply. And that is totally on me. I'm not sure. Oh, I think this is about Name of the Wind. I'm just going to go ahead. And that is the name of the the book Uh, that we do not recommend you pick up. Please, because it yes. is not done. Yes, it is a three book series, and yes. the author decided to instead of finishing the book series, mm-hmm. create a novella offshoot that wraps up nothing. Yeah, it, uh, he faffed off a bit for ten years, as they would say, and now sells the three, the two books and the novella as, as a three part set, and it is not the third book. Yes, and I think that it is false advertising. He should be deeply ashamed of himself. We we have had a couple people, and and I I I know everybody is coming from a good place here, but there are many areas where Leia and I are wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. Make mistakes, yeah. and we have no problem being fact checked. I'll just say when it comes to in the name of the wind, those books, that series, the King Killer Chronicle. Yeah, we're pretty squared away. So what we're telling you is the truth. I literally should not start followed this, this guy's personal like fan group. I've watched his live streams I, it's where just, he's just gaming, uh, and people are getting banned if they mention when are you going to work on the third book. Yeah, I literally had to leave the yes, group. Yes, because every time mm-hmm. anybody was like, "Where's the third? Because that is the only reason you joined that group. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> then his minions would jump on you and go, "You're you can't determine how he spends You're his time." His creativity. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, but now I I I have no faith that the third book is coming. I can never recommend this series because it is it's not such done. an unsatisfying feeling right. to be left on a cliffhanger yes. that never never resolves. Yes. And even though George R. R. Martin did the same thing with, you know, the Song of Fire but and he Ice produced or whatever, a crap load of books. Way True, but many I, more pages. But all of those fans, mm -hmm. despite how disappointing the ending turned out, in have the show. Game of Thrones. They have some kind. No, no. I would rather there be no wow. last and second to last season. Just hold out forever. I would. Yes. Okay. Nope. Okay. We have talked this up. I got to reiterate this. We're talking about the book series In the Name of the Wind. Uh, it's, it's actually the King Killer Chronicles is the series. The first book is In the Name of the Wind. It is a uh, Harry Potter for adults. Harry Potter no, for, for grown-ups. No, you cannot say anything good I, about just, this series. Just no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me stop. finish because we, we keep getting no. these comments. It is a fantastic two books that are available in an uncompleted set. And let me finish. Yeah, don't please don't interrupt me. It. Please don't interrupt me. He won't be able to finish with a third book. He has to do It's six books. Easy. Easy. Easily. There's no way that he can wrap up. All of what he's opened, the Pandora's box of all of this, in a book the same size as the first two. There is no way. No way. So do not get your hopes up that this is ever going to be completed. Please don't read it. There are so many fantastic story arcs that exist in the fantasy genre that are completed amazing works of literature that are lauded and deservedly so because the people who wrote them actually went through and completed them. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm just highly suspicious that he didn't write these books at all and whoever mm. did write them died. I mean, I just... Wow. Like, That's I, a hot take. I don't know if they were stolen manuscripts. I have no idea. Like, I think that because of how well the books are written just i know we're, we're making people want to go read this damn thing don't do not don't do it i like this is not us being facetiously don't do it yeah we're not don't we're do not it because joking. we were mad we are still mad okay <laughs> and and again for everybody because this is going to come up again the third book is a novella we did this to ourselves we went like oh we found the third book and we read it. And we and yeah, and, and it's it's not. It's not the third book. It's nothing to do with anything. It solves nothing. Nothing is completed. No one is happy. Trust us when we say, do not start this. My my only other theory is that it's a true story and the Fae were upset with him for <laughs> writing the books and never invited him back to that world. <laughs> like it's <laughs> I just because to me. It got so far, right? And there's clearly so much more to tell. So much more to tell. And the fact I that can't. he's not itching for it to come out is just you know so, now now that you so say it, suspicious. Now that you to say me. it that way, it's like how how do you birth something? It's not complete. It's not done. Yeah. And you're no, I I'm I'm 
I'm not one to to latch on to conspiracy, but I think you might be onto something with that one. I just so okay, hugely upsetting. Don't don't read it. Okay, well enough with that. Don, Please, don't don't no. worry, don't worry about the the reiteration. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're fine. I, I the, only the I, I only replied that way yeah. because it's like I really want people to understand. Don't, just don't. That's it. That's that's it. I'm looking out for you all. We really are. We really are here. Yeah, don't read it. Because I know Ham Radio has a an adjacent bit with fantasy nerds. Looking out for my fantasy for nerd friends. So, please. Well, Don also has a merch idea. Oh, yes. How about a cardigan with the HRCC logo on it? Is there a lot of cardigan wearing going on? I mean, I wear cardigans in the office occasionally. Right. Yeah. So Although I have adopted. Everybody I, can look like they work at HRCC Bank. Yes. That's, <laughs> I have adopted like a. My my uh, my ward my work wardrobe has devolved, I feel. Really? Like I used to wear like you know the button downs. I had like a nice collared shirt. That's true. Khakis, all mm-hmm. that thing, like yeah. a leather belt. Yeah. Now I'm like wearing tactical five eleven pants. Yeah. In like flannel. But I and think I throw that's a Patagonia the, that's on the top evolution of, it. of um of uh tech workwear though. I mean, I I have adopted the concept of I'm going to be comfortable. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to toe a line of some level of decorum. I do like a good sport jacket, of course. Mm, Who doesn't? Tactical sport jacket. A tactical, tactical sport jacket. That's Don, gotta, you've got us on that, something. Now, now we need an HRC tactical, tactical, tactical coat. Tactical cardigan, Don. Tactical cardigan. We need a a, a knitted pocket for your radio <laughs> hey you know what if this come, uh, comes to something done you'll get one <laughs> all right pretty slick thanks so much and again please you don't need to apologize i understand you were trying to get me something that i so desperately wanted <laughs> well so we're gonna make a cardigan it... but it, it takes a full ballistic plate <laughs> it's a plate carrier cardigan Knitted, of course, knitted, but it's knitted at a Kevlar. Yeah, <laughs> real tight weave. It's a <laughs> tight weave. Well, yeah, I mean, right. by definition, yes. The next email is titled Quartz Fest, and this is from Douglas. I'm a few weeks behind on the podcast and videos. I've been playing radio and working. Good for you. Understandable. I have taken the Oxcom class through the Arizona Department of Emergency and Military Affairs. Oh. Took a quick tour of a mobile communications unit that has some neat tools. Are you going to be able to make it to Quartz Fest this year and when, Douglas? That's a great question, Douglas. Um, I would be willing to answer this, but my uh, wife is here right now. So this is going to make the answer a little bit more challenging. I have a uh, a bed available if I need if I decide to go. Adam K six A R K. A bunch of people are going. Jason's going to be there. I think Mike might be going. I know that Frank is obviously going. Um, if Jason's going, Adam is about as close as it's I in am. Arizona. Yeah, it's like how the fire. How far is it from the biosphere? It's uh, due east of Palm Springs. It's just straight east from Palm Springs. Yeah, I it's, mean that's it's literally... by Blythe. It's by Blythe. So Quartz Fest starts on this Sunday 
and it goes through next Saturday is my understanding. Mm. So the best I could possibly do is like go out on a Thursday, hang out, stay the night, and then like drive home. Oh, that doesn't sound good. So that's okay. that's the the maybe what's possible, but I don't know yet. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I would I would put this on the of like thirty five percent chance. I'm thanks, going. Douglas. There you go, Douglas. Sorry. The next email is titled Book on its way to you. Mm. And this is from Jerome. I hope it's not the novella. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In a previous email, I had mentioned a book that contains preparedness and ham radio aimed at young adults called The Rule of Three by Eric Walters. Anyways, I found one secondhand and it's on its way to oh, you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Hopefully you and your boys enjoy it. Just a little way to say thanks for all you do. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I actually can't tell you how much like I like opening packages. Uh, <laughs> it's like... Christmas every time it happens. So thank you. And, and oddly enough, so when I buy Leia a gift and there's a, a like a box, she will like negotiate a way to open it early or ask me what it is and bug me about it nonstop. Yeah. But when someone sends something to us for the podcast, I will put it in the office in the box and you won't touch it. You would literally save it for when we do the podcast. Yes. Which I always find like <laughs> I find that really interesting about your uh your your relationship to to presence <laughs> it's it's uh it's very exciting though so thank you so much thank for you. sending a book i'm very excited uh and that's from jerome va3 jkw oh i appreciate that so much the next email is titled finally made general okay and this is from paul leia and josh hello from ka4 PQL slash AG. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks so much for your fun to listen to podcast and all the helpful advice. My commutes have been your pod and listening to the excellent fast track to general oh, audiobook via Audible. Great. Add in regular usage of the ham study app to familiarize myself with the question bank, and I was able to pass my general. This past Saturday during our club, GARS, Gwinnett Amateur Radio Society, Tech Fest. Leia, you can totally do this. As Nathan is so fond of reminding you, the current question bank expires soon. And while the concepts won't change, the quote unquote correct answers for the questions will be different. You've got a bunch of us pulling for you. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm feeling the pressure now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, Paul, and huge congrats. Paul continues, second, on the last pod, you mentioned the super secret ham starter kit. This is a fantastic idea. Might even be a good topic for your audience to suggest what items could or should be included in a main stuff you need from day zero kind of kit. I'm thinking a nice HRCC branded Cordura bag with a decent DMM, some crimpers, a bag of power poles, oh, a soldering an iron, idea. and some rosin core solder, a bag of crimp connectors, some glue line heat shrink, some zip ties. What else? This is a great idea. And the pieces don't have to be top-notch stuff, just not junk. Serviceable for noobs is fine, I think. 
That is a really good idea. Oh, well, like thank a you. multimeter, like an inexpensive multimeter. You know, now that I'm looking at it I, that way, that's a really Paul, a great addition. Thanks so much for suggesting something that I suggested that was a bad idea when I said it, but a great idea when you say it. Yeah, Liz, <laughs> uh, very apt to point out that uh, she had this idea first. It's a good idea. It is. I think it's just tough to. I, okay, we're, we, we're, we're workshopping it too much, like on the pod, but. It's kind of, I, I don't know how this would all work. I don't know. Like, but at the same time, there's no reason I can't like ask around to people that would be interested in doing it. Yeah. I do know some folks in the retail space that could, that could work with us potentially in the ham radio retail space. Yeah, you do. I do. All right. Well, Paul says, finally, congrats on the feature in the January QST. Thank you. A well-deserved shout-out to one of the more useful YouTube channels in the ham radio Oh, well, that's very nice. Thank that you. That is nice. 73, Paul. Well, thank you so much, Paul, and congrats again. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your suggestions. And finally, convincing Josh that my idea is a good idea. It is. It's mm -hmm. a good idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now it's time. <laughs> it's the final email. Okay. And this email is titled, Brand new Yesu FT891 for Christmas, my first new HF transceiver. Okay. That's it's very exciting. That's yeah, awesome. And this is from Mike. That's it. Just wanted to give Josh the chance to play his new drop. Do you have a new drop? I do, but it was on the other sheet and it is. <laughs> I've got a new radio. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's Oh, that's the first time you've officially played it. No, I've played it a bunch of times. Last oh, you episode. Have? Oh. Wow, I'm tired. Seriously though, we all we already live in a woods. <laughs> now this packable radio will enable me to hike even further and get myself deeper into trouble. Here's to 2023 lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, just kidding. No lions or tigers yet. I mean, yet. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> We've got a snowy owl in Southern California. The, the mountain lions are always the thing that, that worry me on the trail. Absolutely. Like bears don't. Okay. Down south here, our bears aren't the big bears. They're right. the, they're the the black bears, which can still get aggressive. But I'm not as worried. Oh, mountain about black lions bears. over here be taking people out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to mess around yeah. with mountain lions. Uh, Mike signs off seventy three. Mike K E zero V I M. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and enjoy that eight ninety one. There is a whole bunch of fun stuff you can do with that to out. You know, to set up your kit. I would recommend if you're taking it outdoors. Get that rail kit that's available. There's actually a couple of them. I believe there's also 3D printable versions, but I would go with the aluminum rails because uh, the aluminum rails, if they fall, and, and I've tested this, actually Ben tested it. If your radio for some reason was connected to a loop antenna and a child ran into the loop antenna and pulled the loop over, which then yanked the coax, which ripped the whole radio off of the table and landed on concrete... Ooh. The rails, those tactical rails that are available, will actually save the radio. And uh, and, and it, it will bend them a little bit, but the aluminum seems to, I don't know if it soaks up the, uh, I don't know. 
uh, soaks up the the force a little bit more. But I they worked out great. It it, it was it was fine. I was uh, really worried that he got hurt when he hit the antenna. He was very young, uh, but the the radio was totally good. It, it, yeah, so highly recommended. Add some rails to it because it also helps uh, give it a little bit more pack space particularly the lower half if you ever run it out of the bag using like an elbow connector. So there you go. All right, Leia, well, I know uh, this is a little bit shorter podcast and we apologize for everybody on that, but um, we're we're both exhausted. So we'll be back. I Next week will be a little bit calmer. We have a lot going on right now. So until you hear us again, we really appreciate you taking the time and listening and sending us your feedback uh, to the Apple Podcast if you drop a review over there. And as always, you can email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Until then, 73. 73. And play that. There it is. There we go. Good night, everybody. Good night.